Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through chapter 5, verse 10. We started the book of Hebrews some time ago. We're making our way through it, and today uh, we learn that the world is not our home, and the Christian life, therefore, can never be lived fully at rest. You can never be idle. You can never be passive. Why? Because the winds are always blowing, and the waves are always breaking, and the storm of sin and unbelief are always shifting us in one direction or another, always trying to sink our ship into the depths of the sea. Recognizing this reality, the author to the Hebrews, he exhorts us to an active Christian life. We are not called to let go and let God, but rather we are to hold fast to our confession, draw near, receive, find. So long as we are sailing in this storm, it is our duty to remain as good Christian sailors, vigilant and active in all these various ways. That being said, the Christian's hope of safety is nonetheless never in his own actions per se. His holding fast and drawing near are necessary, but they are not what keep him safe ultimately. Rather, it is the one to whom he holds fast, the, to the one to whom, to whom he draws near, that does the real work of salvation. Ultimately, it's Jesus Christ who saves. He is the high priest we read about here, seated on the throne of grace. He, and the author of Hebrews, he's encouraging us to, to hold on and to draw near to him, to Jesus Why? That we may receive his mercy and find his grace. He encourages us to exercise these faith-wrought actions of confession and drawing near in prayer by highlighting Jesus' experiences and qualifications. If we are to trust Jesus for his work of salvation, we need to know that he can deliver. And so the author to the Hebrews, he points out that he has passed through the heavens. Jesus is able to sympathize. Jesus is like us and yet without sin. And so the author of the Hebrews explains that Jesus is authorized to do the work of God. God has appointed him to do it. He didn't ordain himself to the work. In addition to these, the author especially emphasizes that what qualifies Jesus uniquely for this work is his, his, full, his full humanity. It was necessary that he was tempted in every way like us, yet without sin. It was necessary that he should learn obedience through suffering. The incarnation was not an option. Jesus had to become man in order to become the source of salvation. Well, that leads us with one final question, which is, to whom is Jesus a source of salvation? The author of the Hebrews says in no uncertain terms that Jesus is the source of salvation only to those who obey him. Was this just meritorious, works-based salvation with extra steps? No, to obey Jesus for salvation is not about earning salvation by legal and meritorious works. Rather, to obey Jesus is to do that which is mentioned in the beginning. We are to hold fast. We must draw near. We must receive and find grace and mercy which we need in our time of need. In short, we we must trust in Jesus Christ and in Christ alone. By faith, that's the condition for salvation. And it is a condition that God, in fact, we read elsewhere, gives to us. Faith is a gift. Well, with these things in mind, let us hear God's word beginning in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. 
Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can deal gently with the ignorant and the wayward, since he himself is beset with weakness. Because of this, he is obligated to offer sacrifice for his sins, for his own sins, just as he does for those of his people. And no one takes this honor for himself, but only when called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest, but was appointed by him who said to him, You are my son, today I have begotten you. As he says also in another place, You are a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Being designated by God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Thus concludes our reading of God's word this morning.